Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, this is Stacy, and I just wanted to say if you're looking for something to listen to right after you listen to us, we'd love to share with you one of our new favorite podcasts, Good Kids, How Not to Raise an Asshole. It's funny, when, when you make smoothies for kids specifically, like I find that if I call it by its color name or like uh, a Pinkalicious smoothie, because we read Pinkalicious the night before, Gemma's like, I'll drink two. How many, how many can I have? Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hey, this is Megan. And I'm Stacy. And welcome to 2020. Woohoo! We hope um, you survived the holidays well. You did. We all did. <laughs> and before we get started, just want to make sure that if you are a new listener just starting with us this year, please make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss a thing. And of course, you can go back and listen to everything. And if you're feeling really generous, you can also rate and review us too. It helps a ton. And this year is going to be so, so exciting. We want to make sure that as many parents as possible are listening. Hey, and even not even just parents, right? Like anyone who you're like, who you know, who's struggling to feed themselves, maybe feed their family, feed their picky partner, suggest us to them, please share share the wealth, which is a little bit what we're talking about in this episode. We're chatting about the smoothie project, which seems very appropriate for the beginning of the year. Stacey, do you have health and wellness goals for 2020? Eh, I don't know. I feel like last year was a big year for me kind of sorting through over the course of the year what I want my health and wellness to look like in my, the rest of my forties, I don't know if 
this is something that comes with age. But instead of just going like year by year, I just like set some fitness goals. I dabbled in intuitive eating. We talk about that a little bit at the beginning of last year. I had a little bit of a personal backlash against intuitive eating. I feel like I found a middle ground. Like for me with PCOS and weight going up and down and sleep is a huge part of it for me too. I just have really wanted to get to a place where I feel like I'm like smooth and easygoing. And it's not about like, new year. Okay. This year I'm going to finally sleep more. This year I'm going to finally lose weight or gain weight or whatever it is that you want. Like, I just want to get to a place where I feel good and steady. And I just like, this is the place where I want to be for the next, you know, however many years. Until you die. <laughs> well, you know, things change a lot, Megan. I'm a little older than you. Or, little or old lady. Like and maybe things until change. Until the boys graduate. Like, well, or yeah, like until I hit menopause or until like, who knows? Like yeah. a lot changes, you know, or until like I, my knee starts hurting. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to like get to a comfortable place and be there and kind of address things as they go and as they happen and kind of meet my nutritional health, wellness needs as I need to, to keep feeling good, as opposed to kind of being obsessed with it and constantly assessing and shifting and assessing and shifting, which is how I honestly lived a whole good portion of my life. It's a big, it's kind of a lofty goal. I feel like we should do an update since we talked about weight, the weight loss episode and how like I've shifted how I feel and what my goals are, but I'm also constantly doing that. So I don't have any new goals for 2020. Okay. So what are your like ongoing goals? Well, I, in this, in the fall, I finally read intuitive eating and I also started reading the fuck it diet. Yep. Can I say that? I yep. can say that. It's my podcast. Yes. Our podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I'm working through like the first phase of the intuitive eating stuff. And I just really want to get to a place where food feels neutral, like where it doesn't feel emotional anymore. And how I feel about my body doesn't feel emotional anymore. And because I'm like right in the thick of it, I don't feel like I have a lot of clarity and a lot that I can share yet, but we should at some point do an update. That's okay. Just because it's January. (laughs) does it? Yeah, but it's hard. I will say it's super hard to hit January and like the messaging around the new year is very, very like you should want to have a goal and you should want to lose weight or like eat healthier or eat more whole foods, which is kind of why I was so excited to talk to Catherine because the smoothie project is like less about like goals and more about how do you feel? Which is also a little like in line with your goal too. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I think that's the perfect segue because I think you and I struggled as people who operate in this food media world to like give people what they want. And this is definitely the time of year where people want, you know, cleanses, healthy eating. And some of that makes sense. We eat really heavy, heavy food a lot in December, many of us. And and that's okay. Like there are these natural ebbs and flows and that's kind of a natural pattern for a whole lot of people in December. And so after a few weeks of that to want to pull back, you know, whether it's from drinking or chocolate or sugar or whatever, 
I don't know, that makes sense to me. It feels very natural. But at the same time, how can we talk about it in a way that is constructive, that doesn't make people feel bad, that doesn't make them feel guilty, and that can become part of their ongoing life and not just be this like, I need to deprive myself in January to make up for all the bad behavior I did in December. Like, that's what we want to leave behind. Yes. But the idea of like reassessing after a very like decadent few weeks and trying to get back on a track so that you feel good makes perfect sense to me. And I think that's where Catherine's coming from. The book that we're going to be talking about, the full title is Smoothie Project, Feel Happy and Healthy No Matter Your Age, The 28-Day Plan. It comes out of her real life and how she's been living for actually five years now. You know, this isn't about, you know, uh, like January wellness, like do this and fast or anything crazy like that. This is something that we really think you guys can incorporate into your life. You probably know Catherine already. I feel like she's a woman who needs no introduction. But (laughs) in case you haven't heard of her, Catherine McCord is the author and recipe developer behind the very popular blog and YouTube channel, Wheelicious. She's written two other cookbooks, including um, Wheelicious Lunches and just Wheelicious Recipes. She owns a, how do I want to call it? It's a meal kit, but it's for families. And it's like... Most of the food is already prepared for you. It's called One Potato. And the Smoothie Project is something, she'll talk about this a little bit, but she started with her son, not herself. So she wasn't trying to like improve her health. She was trying to improve her family's health. And she really does, like if you follow her on Instagram, her family has a smoothie every single day. Her littlest, Gemma, sucks down a smoothie in like 30 seconds flat. It is a feat to watch. It's also like the cutest. (laughs) She's so cute. And this book is really great and different from a lot of other smoothie books. I I think it feels deeper than Catherine's other two books. Like she really spent a lot of time on the recipes here. And um, I also love that she brought in, we didn't talk about this with her. She brought in some experts, nutritionists, doctors, um, to talk about like the health benefits of a lot of the ingredients that she includes in the book. And it's also organized in this really smart way that it's not about ingredients, but like How do you want to feel based on a smoothie or like what you're eating? How do you want your food to make you feel? And I think that's a really powerful way to look at food and look at smoothies. And without further ado, let's talk to Catherine. I love the new cover shot for the smoothie project. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you. It is such a beautiful book. Like it feels the most... I don't, it's mature is not the right word, but it feels like a little bit deeper than the other two books. Like you can tell the years of work that you have put into it. A hundred percent. It is, it, it is truly my passion project. It, um, and it is, I mean, also because this book is like birth the AARP, whereas Weelicious is definitely much more family, but this book, you know, I've worked with, you know, everyone from like getting babies to eat to getting my mother-in-law, who has never liked a vegetable in her entire life, to get it into her smoothie. <laughs> she, she's honestly hard, the hardest person I've ever had to work with. That's um, amazing. In every way. No, I'm kidding. I live, <laughs> I live for her. I live for her. She knows it. She's my best buddy. Um, and, and, you know, even people like that are, you know, going through chemotherapy. I mean, like, it runs the gamut. 
Um, so it's very, you know, it comes from a very different place in my heart. Well, talk to us about that because this all started with your son, Kenya, right? Yes. The Smoothie Project? Yes. So what's the origin story behind this book? So basically, um, you know, now it's almost five years ago, Kenya was getting, who's uh, 12, almost 13, he was getting headaches and nausea. And I mean, this just persisted. And this is a kid who doesn't complain, you know, never missed a day of school. You know, he just helped power through it. And um, I was seeing doctors and nutritionists. I couldn't figure it out. And for me, especially, like that's so much about what I do. And I just started reading this book that had, you know, was about curing your kids with food. And there was this line about smoothies. So the next day, I created this chart, like with my horrible little animated drawings, pictures of like <laughs> different fruits and vegetables and proteins and carbohydrates. And I was like, Kenya, you can pick anything you want on this chart. Um, you know, using like very wheelicious um, methods to, you know, get him involved. And I was like, we're going to just like yeah. have a smoothie. Day one, he he drank it. He loved it. I was like, fabulous. And he loved this like game that we were playing. Yeah. Day two, day three. And it went on. And within several weeks, his headaches, his nausea, his symptoms subsided. And, uh, you know, I went through like everything, like, what was it? Like what, and what I really eventually chalked it up to was that I was like, I, I love cooking. I love making fabulous, like fun recipes. And every morning, especially because he became a vegetarian when he was five years old, I started going down this slippery slope of giving him just more bread and sugar and cheese, you know, every morning he was like, it was pancakes, it was waffles, it was homemade crepes. And I realized that like this kid was like, I was sending him to school every day, like feeling sluggish. Like I'm giving him things that, you know, instead of like fruits, vegetables, proteins, and, you know, nutrient dense carbohydrates where it's like firing his brain and his body. So I realized I was actually part of the problem. Um, and so, you know, there were a lot of, it's, it's, it goes, it's a very long story as how it continues, but it was, you know, it was this very aha moment for me, even with my husband who was working basically six uh, days a week, 14 to 16 hour days. Um, and he was walking out of the house every morning with his smoothie. Um, and it's like, it basically is like pond sludge. I mean, it has like 40, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's like 40 ingredients. Like you can't even imagine I believe it. you because I've so, seen the ingredients on your Instagram. Totally. I'm like, so, wow. Whoa. Okay, wow. Yeah, exactly. And, and But he literally <laughs> would like have his smoothie and be like, at least I have my smoothie. It was the only <laughs> thing, it was so sad, but it was the only thing that made him feel like he was getting, doing anything good for his body. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, this this continues with so many through lines and people in my life, um, including myself through my pregnancies and, you know, how my smoothies saved me. And it really just like all of a sudden one day I was like, I want to write a book about this. Um, and that's that's how it all started. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you feel like the smoothies were successful at doing for Kenya versus what were kind of separate issues? Because I love this idea that smoothies are such a major health boost, but at the same time, I think it's really important. And I think you're really good at kind of drawing that line between this is what it's great for. And this is really important, you know, and these are other things that get solved other ways because, you know, food isn't quite a cure-all. It comes close in a lot of cases, but not always. A hundred percent. No, you're, you're right. And it is, it's, it is also over time. Um, but you know, and some people, and and some people who like, 
literally have just eaten sugar and like my, I mean my mother-in-law does become a good example because she just like doesn't like vegetables she rarely eats fruit um and you know once she started doing that she was like whoa I mean it yeah. really I think for some people it is it, it's like your body does go into like health shock um so I I and I also am a big believer like the reason for the smoothie project and the reason I call it the 28 day smoothie project is it doesn't happen overnight and sometimes when you like I you know I challenge people to take out whatever their regular breakfast is or god forbid that they're not even eating breakfast and like have a smoothie every day and just know that like you can like high five yourself and be like I've had a fruit vegetable and a protein and it's not even eight o'clock yet and I think that it really sets you up for so much more success during the day because you've, you, you feel a certain way. Um, you're, you know, you do feel like charged. You feel like empowered. Um, and the best part is they taste delicious. This is not a book of like, I'm giving you a hundred green smoothies that taste like pond sludge. <laughs> this is, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> everything is, everything is like either has a fun name or it has a, you know, there are like flavor profiles or a beautiful color or, you know, it's, they taste like you make them. You're like, oh my God, this is like, this is a dessert. This is a treat. And, and that's the way I look at them. Yeah. Well, I think that's the great thing about having someone who's a professional cook making them as opposed to not that nutritionists or, you know, health and wellness experts can't also be great cooks, but there is a little something extra when you're a food professional and you're in the business and have been for a long time of making things that people eat and drink taste delicious. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Approach I, I a book like this. Yeah. And I, I mean, look, I'm like a five-year-old. I mean, I like my two favorite flavor profiles are like vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's not, you know, I am the audience because I, I, I don't like things and I'm like, what's in this? Or that tastes weird and off. And, you know, like I want things that are just like, oh, wow, this is good for me too. Oh, because I really just want something that's like tastes like, you know, ice cream, basically. Do you think that influenced the way you chose to organize this book? Because it's not like that. It's not indexed by ingredients necessarily. It's more like, what's your mood? Do you want a green smoothie? Do you want something that feels like dessert? Are you, you know, looking to indulge a little bit? What do you feel like the goal of organizing it that way was? I mean, you, you nailed it. You mean, why do I have a chapter called Vanilla Chocolate Coffee and Matcha? <laughs> um, oh, yes. oh, you know, or dessert smoothies? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it is that way. It is because there are days that you want, like you said, like there's a chapter called Clean and Clear. You want something that's just like a little bit lighter, a little bit brighter, a little bit more clear. Um, decadent smoothies, that's like more of your dessert one. So at night we often make um, dessert smoothies. Um, so they're sometimes they taste more like ice cream or nice cream, you know, the more formal way of calling it. But you can also have them for breakfast. And you, I think that that is sort of sometimes the surprise that you, you know, you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is good for me, but it tastes really delicious. And, you know, I also like, you know, I want to live in Hawaii and I want to be on vacation at all times. And that's why there's a <laughs> tropical chapter. <laughs> I do think that you can like switch up your smoothies. You know, you can have a few that you love that like transport you or make you feel a certain way. And I think that that's so important with food. I mean, I think that, you know, you, you guys know me well enough to know that, you know, it's not just the way something feels, it's the way it visually looks um, yes. and color mm. and, you know, texture and all that. It's just like food is so complicated, but yet there's so many exciting parts that you can achieve to feel good about yourself. 
And I particularly like it for smoothies because I feel like you approach making a smoothie by the time of day that you're going to drink it, or at least I do. Mm -hmm. And also that feeling that you want, as opposed to going into the refrigerator and saying, oh, I have a banana and strawberry. Like, (laughs) let me look by ingredients. Right. So that's why the way you organize the book really resonates with me. But I want to talk even deeper about ingredients because I want to know what your favorite smoothie ingredients are. I also want to know what ingredients are like womp, womp. Well, okay. Oh, wow. I will. I think about it. I think about it, but I'm sure I'll be thrown under a bus if I, you know, say it too loud. But I can tell you what go in my smoothies every day. And I think that this is the part of the book I really want people to understand is that we are all built differently. One, what's good for one person may not necessarily be good for another. I mean, although all the ingredients are good, but I do think that like, look, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s should 100% be having collagen peptides every day. It is amazing for your hair, skin, and nails you do see a difference in all of it. Like I'm like, I mean, my mother, when I was like five, six years old, she was like, you're never going to have hair. And I just like genetically, but when I started taking collagen peptides a few years ago, I was like, oh my God, like my hair, like thicker. Finally, my nails are stronger. I do see, a, you know, a definite difference in my skin. Love that. So I think that that's important. I think that, you know, most people should be having chia seeds and hemp seeds because they're brain boosters, omega-3 fatty acids, tons of fiber, which, you know, and that fiber is a huge thing. Like, you know, people's bodies, I do feel like they're, you know, and again, I am not a doctor, but I do think that like our digestion and food moving through our body is incredibly important. Um, And that's why like smoothies are so great because they are fiber full. We're not juicing, we're, we're giving you the fiber. Like your smoothie has all of that but they're easy to digest. So you tend to not feel like bloated, which is, I think, another thing that's, you know, with food in our bodies, you know, you feel bloated and you're like, oh, I, I'm, you know, you, you say terrible things to yourself. So yes. I, I think that this, which, which yes. we don't need Get to Get out of over. my head, Catherine. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, I just want to feel good, you know? So that's, that's those, I would say, you know, those like top, three, I mean, there's so many, but, uh, either those three, like without a doubt, um, are always in mind. And I like that you're mentioning ones that are becoming more accessible because a lot of what I hear in terms of smoothies is that it can be difficult for people who maybe only live and are able to shop at a Walmart or at the big stores, like it's hard to get a lot of these, or maybe they're just on a tight budget. It's hard to get some of the things that you and I may love in our smoothies, like bee pollen, which is really easy to find for me because I live in New York City. Also, there's tons of honey made locally, which makes it a little bit more affordable. But I feel like chia seeds and hemp seeds especially are becoming more and more accessible and available. Yeah. Collagen peptides, there's a lot of talk about it. So I know it's really easy to get off Amazon. Do you have a favorite brand by any chance? I mean, I'm not supposed to pick favorite brands, <laughs> but I do I do personally love Vital Proteins. Um, I think that they make a really, really good quality. One. And you don't, here's the thing. See, I think that people, also, they're like, oh, what does it taste like? You don't taste it. Yeah. I put it in my yogurt. You can put it in your coffee. It like it you know, it dissolves. Um, so that's, that's what I mean about like, when I say like hemp seeds, chia seeds and collagen peptides, you don't taste them in your smoothie. So you're getting all of this nutrition 
Um, but it's not like bogging you down, you know, with like, oh, what, you know, what's that? And back to bee pollen. So I, my entire family takes bee pollen every day. We put it in our smoothies every day. And I mean, I knock on wood every time I say this, but we, we never get sick or very, very rarely get sick. And I do attribute like having bee pollen. So bee pollen is an immunity booster. It's high in protein. It's great for seasonal allergies if you buy it locally. Um, and that's, you know, like you're saying in New York, like you can source it so easily locally you get it at the in the refrigerator section of your of your local health food store uh, but i think that the, you know the, that kind of a food anything that you can be doing especially as we are like you know in flu season everyone's sick yes. like anything you can be doing to boost your nutrition is going to help fight or like help even if you do get sick because there's nothing you can do with a virus it is what it is um but you can heal yourself faster um if you are you know eating hydrating and eating good food I also like that the ingredients you mentioned don't have added sugar because that's another big piece of feedback we hear, either that we hear or that we observe that it's difficult to make a smoothie that isn't high in sugar, even though it's natural sugars, or people are making smoothies and they're like, this is so delicious. We can drink this every day. And it's literally just fruit. And they're also adding honey. So can you talk to us a little bit also about how to keep your smoothies in the realm of reasonable when it comes to sugars. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a reason that there's a hundred you know, recipes in the book. So some of the smoothies are definitely going to be like lower on the glycemic index. They're going to be much less like, you know, people, some people and, you know, will be like, bananas are like the worst. You shouldn't, you know, bananas in smoothies. And yeah, I'm always people like, have strong opinions about oh, bananas. people. I'm like, just <laughs> take it down, take it down. Let's all calm down. Um, there, so there are plenty that have no banana in the, in the book. And then there are some, like, I mean, I have to, I, I like potassium, your muscles, like w when you people work out, you need potassium to repair and so that you don't get a sore. So you know, like, work. can I just interrupt you to say that I really love how you said when you people work out? <laughs> you I don't work out, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I just eat bananas because I like them, not because I'm repairing anything. It was, was beautiful. <laughs> I know. One of these days, I keep committing. I, it's going to happen. I, it's why I drink the smoothies because I, I need to do something good for myself. Here you go. Ugh, balance, balance. Um, but you know that I do think that there is this like there is a world out there of you know people that are big smoothie advocates that are like that you know shy away from like bananas and I'm always like you, you know if, if we if we cut any food out of our body or out of our diet then you're just going to want it more um so you know that I'm like a big you know advocate of balance but when it does come to this like you can pick so uh, raspberries perfect example really low in sugar have more fiber cup per cup than any other fruit um, so that's like, you know, those are all those like, you know, fiber, let's, let's get pooping. It's all good stuff. Um, so add, adding things like blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, you know, that are just going to have lower sugar, but just tons of natural sweetness. Love it. Love your guys's. <laughs> I know. I was like, so awesome. I'm gonna just feel like I'm sitting in the living room with Catherine. Totally. That, that's and how that's we good. Roll. Our <laughs> listeners are gonna love that. Okay. So Stacy, like a little bit, asked this question, and you kind of avoided it. But in five years, Ooh. you've made at least eighteen hundred smoothies, <laughs> including the hundred that are in the book. But uh, you know me. I think in the lunchbox episode, I was like, we want to see your empty lunchboxes that come home. I want to know. 
what hasn't worked? Like what ideas in smoothie making have you tried? And I've just been like complete. Okay. Oh, I've got it. Oh, I've got the one. It's there's one specifically. (laughs) Okay. So you asked about like, what's the ingredient that I don't love. I don't love beet powder. B E E. You know, (laughs) it is like, it's so aggressive. The taste is just like, I re- so I do remember the day that the first time I did it and I was like, oh, what, like two teaspoons, it's fine. And I literally remembered watching my children and like Gemma, my, my baby who is now four years old, who's literally had a smoothie practically since the day she was born. Um, she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they're never going to have a smoothie again. Um, but yeah, it's really intense. And, but look, my pond sledge husband loves a little, he'll put like a core. I mean, it's, it's just such a strong fresh beet is so much better. If you're like a beet lover, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a tough taste for me. That's so, that's <laughs> really funny because I beet powder and spinach powder are two um, ingredients. I keep on hand for like making natural food dyes and for smoothies, <laughs> oh. you know, when you make like a green and berry smoothie and it ends up being like gray because yes. of the bananas or milk or whatever in it. Um, my kids will eat it if it has like a teaspoon of beet powder in it and it's pink instead. So I I'm, totally do that. Wow. No one's ever complained Your about the taste. children are super humans then. No, That's they're really not. Yes, they are. <laughs> to me, they are. By the way, I'm going to take one thing from this podcast and that's going to be my moment. I'm going to be wake up in the middle of the night and be like, her kids have beet powder in their <laughs> Maybe it's the brand. Maybe the one I got was like not very flavorful and more just like for the color. Yeah, let's throw Wait. a bunch of brands under the bus right now. That would be Yeah, awesome. I won't. I but couldn't I even was... tell you what it is off the top but, of my head. But it also brings me to the question, you do use some ingredients to color smoothies. Like yeah. there's a, the, your kids call it the Smurf smoothie yes. but you call it something else yeah there's a i love it it's this blue it's a blue algae it's by a company called e3 live and there are some other companies that are making right now but like algae in general which creates that like vibrant blue that vibrant green color that it's like it's smurf smoothie it's like bright blue um it's so nutrient dense i mean algae is like one of the most n- nutrient dense calcium like everything just a, you know even a little it's so potent um, but again, you in in that sp- smoothie specifically, you don't taste it at all. But it's just you know for for kids like it's funny when when you make smoothies for kids specifically. Like I find that if I call it by its color name or like uh, a Pinkalicious smoothie because we read Pinkalicious the night before, Gemma's like, I'll drink two. How many? How many can I have? Yes. Um. And so you know, like I will say that like for my husband and myself, I could care less what color it is. I just want whatever the nutrition is. But for children, it, you know, color becomes very specific. And I do see, think you see that. Like I think the images in this book are very different than what you might see like in other smoothie books where it's like, you know, the same, the same setup of every, you know, every, every picture looks the same, but but, they're like orange, pink, and green. And that's it. Those are the only colors in a lot of smoothie books. Right. And I really, it goes like this bright blue smoothie specifically that you're talking about. It has frozen mango, has frozen cauliflower, blue magic, almond butter, you know, like all these delicious ingredients, but it's bright blue. So, you know, you're, it's a win-win. It is pretty funny that you don't like beet powder, but you'll drink algae. I think a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> feel suspicious of algae, but tell, like it's safe to 
oh, yeah. to eat and add. And you're like adding very little to get that vibrant blue color, right? A hundred percent. It's the, the, that tiny little scooper is very tiny, but it's, you know, any kind of, anytime you're buying um, that kind of powder, it's like, it's very nutrient dense. You need a small amount, you know, that shockingly that small amount, uh, you know, contains like a daily allowance. So your comment about frozen cauliflower brings me back to something else because I also love adding frozen cauliflower to smoothies. And I want to just talk about a couple of key ingredients that people should have on hand, especially if they don't have the budget to buy, you know, algae and beet powder and bee pollen and all these great things. Some people just really have to like pare it down and stick to what's in the freezer aisle, what's in the produce aisle. So what are just a small handful of power ingredients that even if you can't have any of the add-ins, you think make a really great nutrient dense smoothie? Yeah. So, I mean, I also going to that, I keep most of those ingredients in the freezer in glass jars so that they stay fresher longer. So if you have like, you know, like if you have a lack of space, a smaller budget. So again, the hemp seeds, the chia seeds, your bee pollen. Um, I think it's great to have, like if you're a vegetarian, you should have a Brazil nut every day. Just one oh. is it's for selenium. Selenium is a very hard nutrient to get for vegetarians. So that's just one. And that's it. One is a, is a, a survey. And I don't think you should ever ignore your spice drawer. I think that pumpkin pie spice and cinnamon, oh my God, cinnamon with like chocolate or cinnamon with banana or mango. It's like, it's so good. It's like always one of the secret ingredients whenever we make a smoothie. People are like, what's, wait a minute, what's that? Just like a touch. You know, you can do the same thing with nutmeg. Um, so I think, and then collagen peptides, of course, I think are, you know, as I, as I said before, but again, like even your like your peanut butter, almond butter, like I think there are plenty of yes. ingredients in your pantry that you yes. already have that are great additions. So I don't want people to ever be like, oh my God, I have to like go buy all this stuff. It's like what you have already is yes. probably suffices. Totally. Like just even cocoa powder, yeah. almond or peanut butter and yep. cinnamon. Totally. Like, delicious. And back to what you're saying about cocoa powder, like there's no sugar in real cocoa powder. Yeah. You know, so like that, throw it in. And, and you know, we know that like, you know, forever it was like chocolate is taboo and it's not. There's um, lots of nutrients in cocoa powder that, you know, are good for us. So it's like, yes, go dump that, dump that cocoa powder in. <laughs> Love it. Okay. We have a fun game. It's We're gonna game play time. A little light, uh, thing we like to call a lightning round. So we're going to name a few celebrities and then <laughs> ask you to choose a smoothie recipe from the smoothie project that you would whip up for them. All right, let's go. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Lord. First one I feel like might actually be easy, but what would you, what smoothie would you make for Chrissy Teigen? <laughs> Everything but the kitchen sink smoothie. Yes. She's just like, there's a lot happening. I feel like, I feel like she would just be like wild about it. Like just throw it all in. <laughs> okay. Next Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Are you ready? I got it. Pure gold. Oh, <laughs> wait, what is in that smoothie? Pure gold is frozen uh, mango, turmeric, coconut, like coconut or MCT oil, uh, lime zest, lime juice. It's just like really zippy, great for inflammation. Um, not that he needs anything for inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought for sure you would pick a green smoothie. So that's like, oh, I, would go I thought for sure it would dark. have CBD oil oh. on it. Oh, um, uh, that's, okay. yeah, that's the, it will add a super boost of like a double shot in there for him. Yes. Amazing. 
I have another one. <laughs> Wait, I have to choose which. I'm going to go with Chloe Kardashian. Oh, mm, Chloe Kardashian. I know. Everybody God. thinks Kim, you know but no. No, no. Oh, I love Chloe. Are you kidding? I like so <laughs> Chloe. There you go. Um, I, I mean, maybe, uh, God, she's just like, I feel like she's a light and bright during the day. And then at night, she's just like, like all the decadent smoothies in the bo- <laughs> book yes. at once. I think that she's just like going for all of them, hands down. Okay. Do you have another one, Megan? I have a good one. Oh, oh give it to it. Go, go, go. <laughs> I could play this game forever. <laughs> Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. Well, Keith oh, Richards. What a weird pick. Keith, Keith, <laughs> Keith Richards needs a fat bomb smoothie. That's what- <laughs> I chose him because I feel like he really needs a smoothie. Like, we need to give him a smoothie. Yeah, like, we really do. Like, now I feel like I need to get you to his house to make him smoothies now that I've put it together. I literally, he needs a fat bomb with, like, some avocado, some chocolate protein powder, some almond butter. We got to put some meat on that boy's bones. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly what I was looking for. But he'll still, like, feel great and look great. I mean, you know, he's made it this far. He's going to outlive all of us, you guys, even without smoothies. Yeah, he, he has some, made he it might this need some far. collagen peptides too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he really might. His skin is it's, pretty craggy. I've been concerned. I've been concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, do you have one more? Oh, how about one more? This is like super fun and I think kind of easy. Oprah. What smoothie would you make for Oprah? She loves food and she grows her own vegetables. She also, though, is like a bread lover, a carb lover. We, she could dip some bread in one of the smoothies, but <laughs> I just don't even. I just don't even know. Um, I mean, should we go with like cookies and cream? Does she yeah. seem like a cookies and cream kind of girl? I'm feeling it. I know she'd like it. I mean, you know, some chocolate, some cocoa nibs. I mean, it's like a little bit of a dessert situation, but it's like also good for her because I do feel like she's got that like WW thing happening. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so like we want to make sure that she's sated, but that she's like keeping her, you know, her figure at a good place. I, I love that answer. I feel like I can visualize her reaction to sipping on your smoothies. Like, oh, I love. Be, oh, I mean, we yeah. need to make that happen too. Oh, that's um, a, me- me a the- meme we need yeah. to make. Me sure. and Big O, it would be like <laughs> on another planet of amazing. <laughs> Oh, Catherine, it's so great to have you. Thank you for coming yeah, back. You guys are so cute. Um, really quickly, before we leave, everyone can buy the Smoothie Project now, but you're also doing some really cool things with the Food Network app. And give us an update on One Potato, because I think you Yay. guys, since the last time we had you on, have expanded your delivery area a little bit. We've expanded a little bit. We're still in eight states out west, um, and we're announcing in the beginning of the year, something very exciting, but we're just still working on it. So I'm scared, but it's, it's not dinner, but it's something that's very in my, in my heart and my, in my, yeah, it's everything that I love. So yeah, one potato, it's an organic family friendly food company, two or three dinners every week. It saves my life. Um, and it's so much fun. So we're, we're like really just expanding Weelicious and one potato right now. So it's all, it's all really good. And yeah, loving the food network app. If, if people don't have it, it's so much fun. It's like all of your favorite Food Network people, and they it's live all day. Like every other hour, every two hours, there's a you know a different chef cooking 
um, recipes and you can send in live questions. It's really fun. Okay, that sounds so fun. And I haven't downloaded it yet, but now I feel like I have to, so I can watch you. Yay, that's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) And tell everybody where they can get the Smoothie Project book. Yes, they can go to any of your favorite booksellers, Amazon, or you can go to wheelicious.com slash smoothie project. Awesome. Thank Thank you, you, Catherine. Megan, that game with Catherine was so much fun. I feel like I could have played it forever, but I I feel like I want to ask you. Oh, snap. Okay. Ask me what? I want to like, I'm trying to think of a celebrity that's like really specific to you and what you would make for them. I know I'm very, this is one of those times where being a Scorpio is works against you. Like I'm very private about the celebrities that I love and follow. So like, I don't know that you would know. I feel like I could. I do. I do. I do. I do. I know. I'm going to just, I love that that's how what you said. And that's how you introduced it. Because I think this is going to show how much I know you. And it's going to be so fun and satisfying and love. I am I going to be embarrassed? Heart emojis. Okay, hold on. Go for it. (laughs) Busy Phillips. Oh, that was a good pick. I Yay! thought for some reason you would pick John Mayer. And then I was oh, going to no, be that was, so that was, <laughs> that was my second choice for you because I know you love him. But I feel like you would so be excited to make a smoothie and hang out with Busy Phillips for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Or an afternoon. Okay. Why did I say 30 minutes? That was so I weird. Yeah, okay. Let's make it longer than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the things about Busy Phillips is that she loves um, a margarita. Specifically, like when she's on vacation. So I feel something like a smoothie that's tropical, but also very like lemon, lime, orange forward would be a busy Phillips. Oh man, I feel like you just like outdid me because I'm like, who would I? I don't know. I don't even. (laughs) For Stacey, like, who's your challenge? You kind of were revealing and asking about Khloe Kardashian, but isn't there another? Yeah, um, I don't watch the Kardashians. I mean, I don't really like, I just thought that was a funny one, but I'm not surprisingly, I will admit there. I'm not into them. I actually like have weird feelings about them. <laughs> I have a lot to say about them for another type of podcast. For another time. Culture for another vultures. Time. Okay, yeah. What about one of the boys' favorite basketball players? Oh, Let's that's pick such one. a good one. I thought you were going to go with real, a real housewives and really like freaking call me out. I don't know the, the housewives. Enough. I know I do, but anyway, for another time, um, <laughs> I just saw DeAndre Jordan, who's an NBA player, uh, in the um, kitchen with Carla Lolly. Music Hall. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for finishing your name. They're like back to back cooking, which yes! is so fun and so it funny. It was so fun. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. Um, you know, listen, my favorite, my personal favorite NBA player is retired now, Allen Iverson. What Any NBA player, what would I do? I would probably try to strike a balance of like, this is totally delicious. It's super hyper-functional. And I'm also trying to influence my son to like something he doesn't like by serving it to you. And you're going to be like, this is mm. delicious. And then he'll do it. So what does that mean? I'd probably, I don't know what flavor profile I'd go with. Probably something chocolatey, but I don't know why, just to make it like sweet and really appealing and delicious and like all purpose. 
But like I'd put call it, I'd make it like super high functioning. Yeah. Protein sort of like powder. Catherine's husband's smoothie, yes. which has like a 27 supplements in it. And yes. it's not that many. And it's not supplements. It's things like the bee pollen totally. and the Brazilian. And I'd call it something like the recovery. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But that, that's... Okay, so that's that was you. that was like very loosey goosey. <laughs> that wasn't an answer, but hey, how about hey. I develop a smoothie like that or pick one from Catherine's book and share it in the show notes? Okay, I love that. We right. are going to get a smoothie recipe for the show notes. Awesome. For sure. I feel like that's it. And like, thank you for joining us in 2020. It's a new year and there's fun and exciting stuff coming to Didn't I Just Feed You? I know we've been teasing that for a while, but people, we're really close. We have some really cool stuff coming up for you guys. <laughs> so make sure you're following us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram, where you can also find Stacy as at Stacey Billis. And I am at Megan underscore Splawn. Together, you can find us on Facebook as Didn't I Just Feed You, where you can also join our private listeners group. Answer the question with the word whiskey. Most importantly, be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends, share. It's really easy to do. You can just text this very episode to a friend who you know will love it right now. We know you are good at multitasking. And also, rate and review. It makes a really big difference. Wait, can I share something I just learned? Yeah. If you are on Spotify and that's where you listen to Didn't I Just Feed You, you can share... Didn't I just feed you whatever episode you're listening to that you're inspired by directly to your Instagram stories? <gasps> That's so good. Maybe I'll record a little video to show to share and show it. And then people can click right through and subscribe. I know everyone's on Spotify or like a lot of I people am. are on Spotify. So it's a great tool if you want to share the podcast. We would so appreciate it. I love that. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. JP, can you JP. just simply, can you? Can Excuse you. us. We're going to go. Goodbye. Have a great time.